chaplain, Hua. And I pray that these videos to strengthen you and to challenge you each and every day. If you want to get in touch, contact with us, you can uh, look at our uh, Facebook page. We're, we're watching this now, Tower View Baptist Church out of Kansas City, Missouri. You can go to our website, www, however many W's you are, towerviewkc.com. Uh, to uh, check out our website, there's a places there where you can uh, ask for help. There's a place you can ask for prayer requests, praises that you have, or just somebody to talk to. Or you can call or text our, our church number. You can, it's 816-368-1330. And so I'll repeat those at, at the end again. But I thank you in, uh, for listening, for watching, and I pray that this will be something uh, beneficial to you. How big is your God? If you don't read scripture, you get a skewed view of God because it's a God of your imagination. It's the God of um, whatever you think of, the God of whatever you've been told, the God that you see in movies and stories and read in books and see on TV shows. But how big is the God of scripture? This is Passion Week or Holy Week in the church calendar. Sunday was Palm Sunday. It, I, it almost passed me by because everything was so messed up that I, we didn't do any special plans or anything. Uh, we didn't have palm trees, palm leaf celebrations in our sanctuary. Um, there's no Easter decorations in the sanctuary, and so it, it's easy to miss. But Sunday was Palm Sunday. Friday we call Good Friday, the day Jesus, the day we celebrate Jesus's sacrifice, his death on the cross. And this, this coming Sunday is Easter Sunday, the day we celebrate his resurrection. Although in, in, in reality, every Sunday is Easter Sunday. That's the whole point of we meeting on Sundays, the first day of the week, is to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so how big is your God? So we're going to be in Matthew 21. And in Matthew 21, starting in verse 1, we see the celebration of Jesus' entry into Jerusalem what we call Palm Sunday, because the people cut down palm leaves off the trees and waved them as a banner, as a flag. Some of them put their coats down for Jesus' donkey to, um, to walk on as, a, as a, like a red carpet type of thing. They literally didn't have a red carpet, so people just put their coats down and they're that way. And they celebrated and sang praises to Jesus. They said things like, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. As he rode into Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, and people worshipped and celebrated. And some of the Pharisees, the religious leaders, the preachers of the day, complained because some of the people who were celebrating were children. And, and they said, do you hear what these children are shouting in the temple? And they were indignant. And Jesus said, Jesus said to them, do you hear what these children are saying? And Jesus said to them. So that's the Pharisees. Talking. They said to Jesus. Do you hear what these children are saying? And Jesus' reply. Yes. Have you never read? Out of the mouth of infants and nursing babes. You have prepared praise for yourself. So Jesus is equating. The praise that they are giving him. To praise to God the Father. The Pharisees did not recognize Jesus as the Messiah. As the Son of God. And so they were indignant. Because they did not 
honor and recognize the miracles that Jesus had done, the power and authority he had preached with. They, they failed to recognize it. The disciples recognized it, mostly. They had trouble with it at times. Judas had trouble with it, as, we'll, as you'll see this week. But here's Jesus coming into Jerusalem, and he's accepting praise and worship. Do we do that to anybody on this earth? Do we give them praise and worship? Yeah, we do. We applaud stage performances, whether it's a band or a singer or, or a play in theater on the stage. We applaud them. We applaud athletes, especially when they win, right? We boo them when they lose. We applaud them. But it's only for a minute. And it's not for who they are. It's for what they did. How they made us feel. We praise the musician because they made us feel good. We got to dance and sing out loud. We praise the stage performers for the, 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 the things that they do and how they make us feel in the plays that they perform. We praise our athletes when they win. Rarely do we praise them when they lose. Sometimes we do when they weren't expected to win and they made it a good game anyways. And then we, we celebrate up to that point sometimes. Other times we just boo them or boo the refs. But Jesus deserves praise no matter what your earthly circumstances are because he is the creator of the universe. He is the only way to salvation. And when earthly people, when they accept praise, when you think of uh, politicians or another one to receive praise or, or entertainers, sometimes it's out of selfish pride. That's what they gain. They gain. They, their ego is boosted from the applause. And so, but we don't know what's in a person's heart when they're on the stage and they're receiving the, Are they receiving it as appropriate or are they receiving it out of pride? We don't know. And we know Jesus does not receive it out of pride. It's appropriate for Jesus to receive it. So is your God big enough that you can praise and adorn him unashamedly? But what does Jesus do? In, in the gospel accounts, that in, in Mark and Luke, it looks like on the next day, what we consider Monday, Jesus went back into Jerusalem and he went to the temple. In Matthew, it looks like he did it on the same day, but I don't think he did. I, I think he went on the same But when the, when the disciples wrote the Gospels, chronology wasn't a big deal to them. It wasn't part of the days where you wrote a biography. Chronology wasn't, it was the events that mattered. It wasn't, the chronology wasn't as important as it is today, where we date everything. But on the next day, Jesus went to the temple. And what did he do? He saw what was going on in the temple. In chapter 21, verse 12, it says, And Jesus entered the temple, drove out all those who were buying and selling in the temple, and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who were selling doves. And he said to them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. Here's Jesus who just the day before accepted praise and worship. And now he comes back, and he is meting out judgment. He's literally whipping people, causing them pain and agony. He's knocking over their tables, making them lose their money. Why? Where was he? He was in the temple. He didn't go down to the mall and upset the businesses. He didn't go down to the flea market. He was in the temple, a place of worship 
a place where you are coming to worship God, to offer sacrifices for your sins. That was the problem. Think about our churches. During church, if we did that. So the reason they had all these people in the, in the, there in the temple, the, the seller of doves, people came from all over the world. There was Jews that, that lived outside of Israel. They lived in other parts of the Roman Empire. And they couldn't afford to ship animals. And maybe they didn't own any animals. So when they came to Jerusalem, they had to buy an animal. Well, they were buying and selling in the temple. Imagine if you came to church and we had to charge admission for you to worship. Imagine if you came to, and it was the day we were doing communion, the Lord's Supper, and we charged you for the little cup that we give, and we charged you for that little wafer. And then you wanted to give money. Part of this says there's money changers there. If you ever traveled internationally, you know what money changers are. You have to convert your currency from one currency to another. And they charge you to do that. The Jews would only allow you to give an offering in a Hebrew shekel. No other currency mattered. So you had to exchange your money for whatever you had to a Hebrew shekel. And they charged you for that privilege. Imagine if we were church and we said, okay, all donations are cash only. There's an ATM in the back of the church. Oh, by the way, there's a $5 fee for every transaction you do on that ATM machine. How godly is that? How, is that about worship or is that about making money and a profit? So they had turned a place of worship into a flea market. That's a problem. And Jesus sees this and he mets out justice. But yet, how big is your God? Is he a God that's big enough that you can adorn him with praise? And he's big enough that he is so holy that he has to met out justice. And one, the third aspect of God is his desire to see, worship, to see you come to him. If you flip a page or two over in your Bible to chapter 23, verse 37, Jesus is outside the city and he's looking over Jerusalem and he says this, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often have I wanted to gather you together the way a hen gathers her chicks under her wings and you were unwilling. So here's Jesus. Even so he just whipped people and turned over their, their tables and let the doves go. Here he is lamenting and saying, come to me. All of you, come to me. You need to come and worship. You need to come and turn your lives over. I am the way to salvation. The way a mother hen protects her young and saves them from the predators around her and guides them to water and to food. Jesus wants to be your source of life. And so he laments and says, please come to me. Don't be one of the unwilling ones. Be willing to come and humble yourself. And so we see here Jesus in, the, in, in this Passion Week. We see many different attributes of God. We see him coming in triumphantly as a ruler and accepting praise. We see him as a judge, meting out justice to those who reject him. And we see him here wishing 
and lamenting and desiring to have a relationship with each and every one of them, each and every one of them. He wanted the Pharisees to come to him. He wanted all those market people in the temple to come to him. Just as the children worshiped and, 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 and honored praise to him. He wanted all of them to do that. But they were unwilling. They stoned the prophets. And he knew that his, his day of execution was coming just a couple days away. And so he desired them to turn to him. But they rejected and they were unwilling. Don't be unwilling. Be willing to come to God. Be willing to offer him praise and glory. Be willing to be subjected to his justice and his judgment when we sin. It's okay. It's better to be under the judgment of God than the judgment of people. Because people are unrighteous and unfair. God is righteous and his, his, his judgment is fair. So come to all of you who are heavy, heavy laden. And so we see here in this passion with different attributes of God. It's Jesus the Son as he's coming into Jerusalem. And we're going to look at that more this week. And Friday, this good Friday. Let's pray. Lord God, I just thank you and praise you for all the attributes you are. God, you are not a God we can put in a box. You're too big for the box. You're too big for this world. So help us to honor you with praise. Help us to accept your judgment when it comes. And help us to be willing to go to you for salvation. Because you desire it. You are the mighty God, Lord. We just pray these things in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Thank you for watching and thank you for listening. Once again, I'm Pastor Nelson from Tower View Baptist Church in Kansas City, Missouri. If you're in the Clay Como, Grace Moore, um, Maple Park areas of Kansas City near Worlds of Fun, you know, um, when, when all this chaos is lifted, we'd love to see you here. Leave us messages on our website, uh, towerviewkc.com. Check out our messages from Sunday. On, uh, on our website, on the, under the, the Go Live tab, or uh, icon that's on there. Um, call us at our phone number, 816-368-1330. You can call, you can text. Um, our, you know, our Facebook page at Tower View Baptist Church. Well, once again, I thank you for watching and thank you for listening. I pray this is encouraging. I pray this is challenging to you. you and we just lift all this up to the mighty God who, who we serve. Thank you for uh, all that you do. Uh, good day and God bless. <laughs>